Did you know that Umbrella Corporation is a real business that deals in parts for small firearms? I'm deadly serious. They even have the exact same logo as its video game counterpart, the red and white umbrella. Do they know something we don't? Maybe they're trying to prepare the world for the coming apocalypse. I mean, it is 2020, and the way things are going, zombies wouldn't surprise me in the least. But before we all find ourselves in a Raccoon City sort of predicament, let's explore the Capcom series and the red and white umbrella logo that still gives gamers nightmares. This is Video Game Lore. Welcome to Video Game Lore, the podcast where I spread viral knowledge and lore regarding your favorite video games and uncover the fascinating mythology behind the most beloved characters, magical items, and mystical worlds. I'm your host and self-proclaimed ludologist, Matt Varish. Thank you for joining me. Today's episode is Umbrella's Unsettling Utopia. Umbrellas might seem perfectly benign, but those acquainted with the Resident Evil series know the truth. The colors red and white might be reminiscent of a festive candy cane, but in the case of Umbrella Corporation, the idea is more akin to the sinister clown Pennywise. The Resident Evil series has been terrorizing gamers for just under a quarter century, and it only seems to be getting more popular. I still remember when the game first came out in 1996. I was just turning 18, and the first Sony PlayStation was establishing itself as the new king of consoles. I was also working at the local mall software store, Babbage's, and I distinctly recall the stir this game caused upon its release. People were freaked out by its jump scares and unsettling story, me included. Scary games, like the original Doom, were nothing new by then. However, Resident Evil introduced a brand new subgenre, survival horror. It was a new form of gaming which significantly upped the horror intensity and turned action games on their head. More on that later. Being a huge fan of classic 80s horror films, I was born to love Resident Evil. The original even incorporated some truly awful acting in the live-action cutscenes, bad enough to make Jason Voorhees proud. But what I loved the most about the first Resident Evil was the feeling of isolation and helplessness in a confined environment. The main characters were trapped and had to devise a way out of a spooky mansion littered with zombies, giant spiders, and grotesque science experiments gone wrong lurking around every corner. At the onset, you had limited equipment and the cards stacked high against you in terms of enemies. Add to that an eerie soundtrack, plenty of gotcha moments, and a clever mystery involving an umbrella, and you have a game that deserved all the accolades it received. And that's only part one. Most of its sequels are nearly as good, if not better. I think it's time to return to Raccoon City and investigate a sinister corporation known as Umbrella. A little history... Before Resident Evil, there was nothing particularly foreboding about seeing an open dome of an umbrella. Unless, of course, you're superstitious and believe it's bad luck to open one indoors. That all changed when Capcom released the first game in the Resident Evil series and introduced the world to the Sinister Umbrella Corporation. Its pharmaceutical subsidiary was where the majority of its infamy originated. It created biological weapons, which were, of course, mishandled and led to a serious biohazard. And speaking of biohazard... That was the original name given to Resident Evil in Japan. It would have received the same name here in the States, but for a DOS game already registered under that name, as well as a punk band of the same appellation. So the company held a contest to see who could come up with the best replacement name. 1993 began the creation of Resident Evil, and over the course of the three years till its release, no one at Capcom could have foreseen just how impactful the start to the series would be. 
The first Resident Evil was released at critical acclaim and introduced the world to the twisted machinations of the Umbrella Corporation. Tucked away in the forest of Raccoon City in a spooky manner, players got their first taste of what surviving horror was. The series went on to produce numerous sequels, offshoots, comics, movies, and helped rejuvenate the zombie genre. Even The Walking Dead might owe some of its immense popularity to Resident Evil, but there's no way to be sure of that, seeing as the show came out more than a decade after the first game's release. One bizarre fact about Resident Evil, there are two real companies represented by the Umbrella logo, and both are titled Umbrella Core. One sells parts for weapons, while the other deals in skincare. Disturbing and creepy. Let's hope neither accidentally creates a T-virus. It's bad enough we've got COVID-19. Some characters of note should be mentioned, as without them, the series would be little more than Sega's House of the Dead without the light gun. Not that House of the Dead isn't without its merits. Rail shooters are a blast, pun intended, but I prefer freedom to explore my surroundings and deep character development. The majority of protagonists throughout the series are members of STARS, Special Tactics and Rescue Service, an elite special forces division under the jurisdiction of the Raccoon Police Department, though privately funded and able to operate independently. Most protagonists make multiple appearances, and some even switch sides to become antagonists. The most notable characters are Chris and Claire Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy, and Albert Wesker. Chris and Jill are the two options for playable characters in the first Resident Evil, and they discover the dark secrets behind Umbrella Corporation within Raccoon City. It is soon revealed that the captain of the Stars team, Albert Wesker, is not who he says he is. In fact, he is a power-mad researcher with Umbrella who has plans to replace the human race via genetically engineered viruses. It is typically up to the other members of STARS to confront their captain, the monsters he helped create, and the corporation itself. Umbrella Corporation, while not a character, does play an iconic role throughout the series. Per Wikipedia, Umbrella is a British multinational conglomerate. It has influence in the production and sale of cosmetics, chemicals and pharmaceuticals, industrial machine production, consumer products, health foods, and the transportation industry of tourism, all of which was purposely built to cover up illegal activities. Eugenics and biological weaponry for military is its true purpose. This fact was only known to corporate executives who shared the belief that their principal objective was funding a new race of virally enhanced and well-educated superhumans who would advance a human civilization for generations to come. Of course, as with all things dealing with viruses and genetic mutations, things went sideways fast. The planet got the monster and zombie apocalypse instead. When would these crazed, power-hungry geneticists learn? Probably never, and that's a good thing for this franchise. Not all umbrellas are helpful, though the history and mythology behind them is quite fascinating. So, without further ado, let's explore the lore. Superstition and symbolism swirl around the umbrella. Chances are you've heard from someone that opening one indoors will bring bad luck, though I'm not sure why anyone would open one inside their home or office anyway. Symbolically, owning an umbrella can indicate enlightenment. I can't say I felt anything more than dry, but perhaps I'm missing something. So, from where did such ideas originate? And how did the umbrella come to represent dread in a video game? Well, to find out, you have to travel back to ancient Egypt. The nobility and religious leaders use umbrellas to protect themselves from the sun's blistering heat. Oddly enough, Egyptians did not use umbrellas while out in the rain, though they believed they would ward off spirits seeking to inflict harm. Shadows produced by umbrellas were considered sacred. Someone encroaching upon another person's umbrella shadow was considered sacrilegious. Perhaps that's where the bad luck originated. 
Or maybe the superstition began in 18th century London, where waterproof umbrellas with metal spokes were popularized. These were quite large and awkward to open, which could cause injury to people or break nearby objects inside a small house. Such a faux pas could lead to arguments with family and friends, which in and of itself was considered bad luck. Regarding symbolism, Buddhist art depicts the umbrella as the equivalent of a halo in Christian art. Buddhism features eight auspicious symbols, each individually associated with Buddha. The umbrella is one of them. It represents wealth and status, given its ability to shield oneself from bad weather. To Buddhists, the vertical handle supporting the dome of the umbrella represents the central axis that upholds the world. If the umbrella is over an important person, it indicates that the person or symbol below is the center of the universe. Umbrellas can also represent a kind of mobile temple. That is why depictions of Buddha will often display a large and elaborate umbrella above his head. In ancient Greece, according to Aristophanes, the umbrella was a necessary item for a lady to carry. If a man was depicted carrying one, it is thought to have represented effeminacy. Similarly, in spiritual symbology, it represented inferiority and subservience. In Japanese folklore, the Karakasa Kozo is a type of yokai, ghost, phantom, or strange apparition, that takes the form of an umbrella with one eye and jumps around with one leg and two arms. Some are depicted with a long tongue. Those who encounter it on rainy nights have been known to cower and be paralyzed with fear. They are often associated with haunted houses, manga, and anime. But what about the color shown on the Umbrella Corporation logo? In Japan, the color red is closely associated with life, while white means purity and cleanliness. It is also said that white is connected with death. Perhaps this might be an answer as to why the Japanese leave white carnations on graves. Life and death sounds eerily similar to the secret experiments that the Umbrella Corporation was performing, creating a new life only to bring about death. Coincidence? And so, another journey concludes. The members of STARS have lowered the blood red and ghost white canopy on Umbrella Corporation, and Tentative Peace has returned to Raccoon City. Resident Evil is an excellent topic to research, as its lore is rich and deep, not to mention terrifying. In the midst of a real pandemic, reading about fictional viruses mutating humans into beasts can leave one unsettled. It's a good thing zombies are a scientific impossibility. If a relatively large portion of humanity can't even manage to wear a simple face mask without losing their minds, how would they be expected to confront the undead? Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Lore. If you liked what you heard, I implore you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download and listen to your favorite shows. I would truly appreciate the gesture. Video Game Lore is brought to you by Night Apple Creations, a multimedia production company from the minds of yours truly and Stephanie Varish. It specializes in books, art, videos, and audio. Stop on by and have a look around at nightapplecreations.com, where you can find the link to my podcast website. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at VGLorePodcast. That's the letter V as in video, G as in game, Lore Podcast. You can find this information in the episode notes of your podcast app. Thanks again, and until next time, when I provide for you some more lore in your favorite video games, namely, a second season, keep on playing. I'm Matt Varish. This is Video Game Lore.